I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Episode number one, getting unstuck. Ah, hello everyone. If you are new to me, I am Jane Copier. I am a Christian relationship coach and communication expert for midlife women. And I am beyond excited. This has been a long time coming. I have wanted to start a podcast since I became a life coach in 2019. Actually, probably 2018 is when I began and always knew that I wanted to make this part of my business, but have had different things come up and gosh, I'm just getting to it. So I'm so thrilled to be working on this goal. Welcome. This podcast is all about getting you help, giving you real tools and strategies to love your transition into midlife and to make your second half the best half. I really wanted to do something special that would be helpful for my audience from day one. So I am kicking off an easy five-day challenge to help you get unstuck. This is one of the complaints I hear most from midlife women, that they feel stuck and unable to move into the next phase of life. They feel like they've lost a job that they loved, that of being a mom. They feel like their kids have moved on without them, maybe feel like they've sort of divorced them from their lives. I know I hear that a lot. Um, They feel like they don't know who they are anymore if they don't have this role of full-time mom. They sort of lost their identity after focusing so intently on their family and on their kids for so many years. Like me, they loved giving of themselves this way. I loved being a mom. I love every part of that lot, part of my life as that mom, but now, right. Maybe we feel a little resentful that we're left behind without the skills to thrive outside the home. This is a very common, um, painful point for women. They feel disconnected from their spouse. Many have children that have made some life choices that don't align with their values. So they feel guilty or like they failed in one way or another. So many feel used and unappreciated. They feel like maybe their bodies have betrayed them and they mourn the loss of their youth and their health, their firm tush. I know I have a little mourning and grief around that. (laughs) We also have hormonal shifts that make us not feel like ourselves, right? There are so many changes that come that leave us feeling out of sorts. And all of these emotions can lead to a true midlife crisis where we self-destruct, maybe have an affair, burn down the house, burn down all the things in an effort to move forward, but I'm telling you there's a better way. And I'm here to help you become aware of what's happening and why it's happening and learn what you can do to evolve rather than implode. So for the next five days, I'll be bringing small pieces of this easy five day challenge that if you will take five minutes a day to implement, will really get you moving forward again. 
I've created a little workbook for you that you can download and I'll include the link down in the show notes. But if you want to pause and go download it now, go to my website at janecopier.com, J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com. And just scroll down that very first bit of my homepage. You'll see it right below my main picture on that page. It's called Overcoming Disappointment, a Christian mom's guide for thriving in empty nest. I think that's the title of it. (laughs) Anyway, grab it there. Or if you don't want to download it, no problem. Just use a notebook and you can do a little journaling along. I remember the day our daughter left for college. She was the oldest of our four children and the first to leave. My husband had left that morning to go to Lake Powell on a guy's trip. So my daughter and I loaded up both of our cars with all of our stuff. And we drove down to Provo to Brigham Young University where she was going to go to school. She was so excited and I was so excited for her. I remembered how much I loved moving out and having my own first apartment. It was just so fun. And I was so excited for her to have that experience. So on our way into town, we stopped at Walmart to grab a few things, some school supplies that we thought she'd need. Then we stopped for lunch over at Rumby Grill, which was one of our favorites. And, you know, we enjoyed lunch together. We're kind of both of us kind of dragging our feet a little bit. It was... It was kind of hard because we knew what was coming and we were both kind of avoiding it, but um, it came time, lunch was over. We'd kind of delayed as as long as we could and we knew it was time to get her checked into her dorm. So we traveled a little bit further, found her dorm, checked in with the dorm people there and we found her room. We carried all of her bags, all of her belongings up to her room and I could just feel my my chest tighten. I was, I was starting to feel that sadness, that panic, right? It was getting real. The tears were so close. I really pushed myself to stop thinking about it. I was like, no, 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 don't fall apart here. You know, but I knew, I knew it was coming. So we got her settled. We did a little decorating. And then I remember there was just nothing left to do except for say goodbye. So I just gave her this huge hug and I remember I could not stop the tears anymore. I was just bawling. This was my baby girl, my precious daughter who made me a mother. And I knew I had to let her go. It was so hard. We both bawled as we held on to each other. And then I had to rip the bandaid off and leave. I just forced myself to walk away and leave her there to fend for herself. And I felt truly Like I had just thrown her to the lions. (laughs) I was so worried about how things were going to go for her. And I missed her already so terribly. I felt my heart shatter into a million little pieces. I'm not lying. I was so brokenhearted. And as I was driving back to our home in South Jordan, I called my husband who was still traveling, mind you, in a car full of men going to Lake Powell. And I remember thinking in that moment that he was the only one on the, on the earth that I could talk to about this. He knew exactly what the loss of her felt like. So we're sitting here chatting on the phone. We're both an absolute puddle. He's bawling. I'm sobbing. (laughs) It's just one of the most poignantly painful memories of our lives. And we were sharing it together. And 
Now keep in mind, she was only 40 minutes away from home. <laughs> I knew I could call her at any time. I knew she could come home to visit on the weekends or I could go to visit her. But this was a huge milestone. Our home would never be the same. And I felt the loss of her presence so deeply. And I think so many of you can relate. I loved being her mom. I loved having our late night chats and hearing her sing in the bathroom as she'd get ready for the day. I loved having another woman in the house, which just me and her and all the boys. We have three sons and my husband and she would light up the room. She was a peacemaker for her brothers. I missed the sounds of her, the smell of her talking to her. Her presence was just so deeply missed. And this was the beginning of my shift into midlife. And I didn't like it. Change can be hard. For 80% of Americans, they fear change more than they fear death. So it's no wonder that making this shift into midlife and the empty nest is so difficult. So why do I care so much about women in this phase of life? Two reasons. First, I love women and stronger women means stronger communities and families and generations to come. And second, the quality of your relationships and the level of joy you experience directly affect the light that you have to give to the world and the world needs your light. It needs the unique gifts that only you have to offer. I feel called to help. God has put it on my heart to help women be happier and experience more joy. It is the greatest honor of my life to help women just like you to do that. And the first step in this journey is learning how to become emotional resilient. Feelings are the most important influence on our experience of this precious life. Think about it for just a minute. When we feel happy and joyful, we accomplish so much more. We create beauty. We are kinder to others and fun to be around. We add light to the world. When we feel sad and depressed, we withdraw from other people. We stop working toward our goals. We shut down. We numb ourselves with food or Netflix or other buffers. And we certainly don't feel like we're living up to our potential. Our feelings matter more than I can state because everything we do is because of the way that we think it will make us feel. I'm going to say this again. Think about this. Everything we do is because of the way we think it will make us feel. It's our entire motivation. And the second piece to this is that our feelings affect everything that we do. So if we want to have a better experience in life, we have to learn how to manage our emotions. For today's challenge, you're going to work on learning how to hold space for yourself to acknowledge and process your emotions. So let's talk just a little bit about feelings. What is an emotion? God has blessed each one of us with a brain and emotions are created in the brain. When you have a thought, two neurons connect. And when they do, you have a chemical reaction that creates a vibration. That vibration is emotion. Emotions are awesome. Most of us love feeling positive emotions, but we're not as fun as, fe as of feeling negative emotion. 
It's totally normal to experience a full range of emotions in life, but so many of us are so resistant to the negative ones. We push them away. But think about this. If you didn't have the full spectrum of emotions, if you didn't enjoy happiness and sadness, excitement and disappointment, you wouldn't know the contrast, right? They all add flavor and depth of meaning to our journey here on earth. I recently attended a funeral for a dear neighbor of ours. She was beautiful soul and she added so much light and love to the world. She was one of those people who just made you feel like a million bucks. Like she saw the best in you when she looked at you. Her loss was deeply mourned by all of us. And as I sat there and I witnessed the grief of her family and I felt my own grief, I also felt profoundly grateful for that grief because it was a direct manifestation of just how much she was loved. Negative emotion is not a problem to be solved. So many of us think it is, but I want to say this again, and I hope you'll hear me. Negative emotion is not a problem to be solved. It's a beautiful part of what it means to be human. Embracing negative emotion, leaning into it, allowing it in our bodies instead of pushing it away is the key to moving through it and on to feeling positive emotion once again. The feeling of being stuck comes from trying to stuff negative emotion away, trying to ignore it, trying to pretend that it's not there, but it's perfectly normal to feel sad and lost and disappointed and out of sorts in midlife, right? I'm not going to tell you just to buck up and get over it. That's not the solution. Rather, I want to teach you how to acknowledge these feelings instead of suppressing them. So for today's challenge, I want you to take a moment and Think about your life right now. Write down the top three emotions you're feeling right now or over this past week. What has been the present hum of emotion for you? Have you been happy? Have you been sad? Have you been disappointed? Have you been upset? Have you been optimistic? What are are those emotions, the top three that you have been feeling? Be really honest with yourself. I'm going to link um, a list of emotions in the show notes. If you're someone who has a hard time identifying and naming your feelings, it will be helpful for you to pull that up and look through and see if you can't find the ones that resonate. So next in your guide, after you've identified the three top emotions that you're feeling, I want you to choose the strongest one and describe how it feels in your body. You're going to just tune into your body. I want you to stop thinking the thoughts that create that emotion and just find the emotion in your body. Where does it live? You know how, when you feel frustrated, you can, you can kind of feel how that feels. This is what we want to do. We want to say, where does frustration live in my body? Does it live in my shoulders, in my neck, in my jaw? Where does it live? How does it feel in our body? Does it have a color or a shape? Does it have a texture? Is it moving or is it still just pretend that you are able to look back at your body and see the emotion in your body and describe it tune intently into your body and see how it experiences that emotion. We don't want to push it away. We want to breathe into it. We want to welcome it. 
We want to allow it to have space to exist and to also give thanks for its presence. It is part of our human experience, right? You are safe. Even the most negative emotions cannot harm us. Notice that even though they're not comfortable to feel, you can handle it. And you have a 100% survival rate. So as you watch that emotion in your body, I want you to breathe in golden light and watch it surround that emotion. Send it love, send it some compassion, just love on it and appreciate it for being part of your human experience. You're going to take long, deep breaths and just keep observing the emotion without resisting it, without judging it, without suppressing it. Your emotions are like colors painting the canvas of your life. Each one has a story to tell. They're also our teachers. What are our emotions asking for, right? What are they trying to help us understand? By acknowledging our feelings, we gain power over them. And as you embrace them, rather than fearing or suppressing them, and you're just going to feel so much freer and lighter, just notice how this how you're feeling, allowing this emotion, you'll notice that as you just allow it to be there and you're not forcing it away, it will dissipate on its own. This is such an an essential process in our journey of self-aware, self-awareness and growth. As you learn to accept and process your emotions, you're going to find peace within yourself and in the world around you. So don't try to push your emotions away. Allow them to stay however long they want to just be the observer and watch the way that they present in your body. When I first began this work, I had no idea how much energy I had spent trying to avoid negative emotions. I was a major people pleaser and a perfectionist, and I would put myself through all kinds of superhuman tasks in order to avoid the discomfort of being negatively judged or thought of in a negative light, other people's opinions mattered a lot to me, far more than I wanted them to. Um, In my marriage, I was an avoider because I couldn't stand confrontation. It created so much resentment, such a lack of intimacy, all because I was afraid of feeling some negative emotion. And my brain thought this helped, but really I was creating a disproportionate amount of negative emotion by trying to avoid it. This work is really crucial if we want to be happier and who doesn't want that, right? Ladies, our heavenly parents want us to have joy. We were born with our divine traits and the ability to become creators just like them. This is the path, the path of using your thoughts and your emotions to create what you want in your life. So I hope you will stay with me. Be sure to subscribe and watch for tomorrow's episode where we're going to dive into step number two to help you create an even deeper emotional shift. And listen, if you download my free guide, my free workbook, by going to my website, again, it's janecopier.com and scroll down a tad from my homepage. You'll see that overcoming disappointment, a Christian mom's guide to thriving in the empty nest. This is also going to add your name to my mailing list, which will give you access to my weekly emails that deliver super helpful content. Um, it will also give you inspiration to keep going, especially when it feels hard and also step-by-step help and invitations to help you make the most of your second half.
So thanks for joining me today. I see you. I love you unconditionally, and I'm cheering you on. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together. And we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.